Mr. Spencer. I'm here about selling the house. Is anyone home? This is Detective Muldoon. This is Peter Spencer. Something happened to me at 44 Rayburn Drive. Someone was murdered at that house. Why did you never go into that place? Something never felt right about it. Looks like we got another one. Do you think that the body we found is related? Hello? I went to the house. Hello? Police department. I think something followed me home. Mommy, what's going on? What's wrong? We need to leave right now. Alrighty, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today uh, we will be reviewing our first movie review of 2020, and that is for The Grudge. Um, I wish we were all here in better circumstances, but this is our first movie review of 2020. I'm very glad to have you guys back here on this show uh, today. Um, before we get into the review, I am joined by some special guests. First things first, on the Cinemania page and YouTube, we have Tyler Calvert. Tyler, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Wish we were talking about a better movie, but, you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> and uh, we are also joined from the Cinemania World page and YouTube, we have Jared Buckendall. Jared, how are you? How's it going, everyone? I'm doing well. Um, hopefully this movie is not an indication of how 2020 is going to be. Um, now everyone, you hear our voices, you know we're not ecstatic about this, but we're going to try our best to go through this movie. Before I get to the review, if you don't know already, The Grudge is like the umpteenth remake of a house that is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms those who enter in it with a violent death. The director for this movie and the writer is Nicholas Pesci. Uh, I think it's Pess. I, I think, I, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, sorry. Uh, and the movie stars, we have Tara Westwood, um, Jungle Bailey, we have John Cho, we have uh, Betty Gilpin, pretty good uh, cast for the most part, and we'll get right into the review. Um, I'll start this off, my, my, my worst movie of last year was uh, Black Christmas, I don't know what's been going on with horror movies, <laughs> but my worst movie of the of last year, my number one, was Black Christmas, uh, the remake, and uh, my worst movie of 2020 officially is The Grudge, this movie was awful everyone um i saw this movie with i saw this movie with alex from the uh, cinemania world team 
him and I were like snoozing. We were just like, I was leaning over, like, you know, like you ever went to like, you ever go out with like your family and like they, you had that aunt who just had a baby and he's like, he's like five or like, no, not five. He's like three or something. He's just, you could just tell he just wants to go home. He's leaning, <laughs> he's stretching, he's being an asshole. That was me. I just wanted to get out of here. Um, the movie was the movie was hot garbage. I don't know what happened. It was probably one of the most boring, not nothing happening horror movies that I've seen in a long time. I was I was baffled at how bad this was. As far as like it, it it's an hour and thirty minutes, and I don't believe that runtime. It feels like four hours. It feels like I watched The Irishman twice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt too. It was like the yeah. Irishman. Like I, I don't know. Three and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know how you make an hour and 30 minutes feel like I, I kept asking Alex. I'm like, Alex, what time is it? I swear to God, it's 11 o'clock. But the movie started at seven. And he's like, dude, it's like eight. I'm like, there's no way, man. This is this is this is a travesty. Uh, with that being said, that's my that's my piece as of right now. What do you guys think? Uh, Tyler, I have you go first. Get your thoughts out there. Uh, Best movie of 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so far <laughs> and worst. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was pretty terrible. I mean, as a semi, you know, semi fan of the franchise, it does kind of go up and down in quality, unfortunately. And I definitely don't think this movie needed to be made. I mean, the grudge, the grudge formula is just kind of like the same thing over and over again. I mean, it, it gets it just gets kind of old after a while. And this doesn't really do anything different, even though the trailers try to lead you to believe they're going to try this new twisted vision, which is mm. complete BS. Because it's basically just the exact same stuff again, just in America with like I guess worse, at, well worse acting and worse special effects, worse horror, w- worse pacing. Like I could go down the list and just like everything is worse <laughs> in this movie. Like I just don't understand what they were thinking because this franchise has really been dormant for a while. I mean the the Grudge Three was straight to DVD like eleven years ago. I don't know why they thought we can just make another one, throw it out in January, and it would be okay. And uh, it wasn't. It was actually l- less than okay. It was god-awful. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a travesty. And, and to be honest with you, when I was coming out, while I was watching the movie, uh, one of my main thoughts was that, you know, the actors are actually trying. They're trying yeah. to put something in this movie and to put some emotional weight. You had John Cho in this movie. I thought, I thought Betty Gilp. I thought they were all good, it's Same. just uh, it's just the substance behind it, yeah. and like I don't need no- this movie. They have nothing this... to work with. In there, in 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 this movie, is taking itself so seriously. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? Um, Jared, what about you? Let's get some of your thoughts. Yeah, out there. yeah. Basically, I mean, you guys said a lot of it. Um, my biggest thing was, I mean, I, I hate calling a movie boring, but this was a very boring movie with it yeah. having that runtime of what 90, 94 minutes or whatever. I was expecting this to be a quick movie. I was going to be in and out. I was going to get my review done. And my God, yeah, this movie felt like it was about 13 hours long. I checked my phone a couple times. And when I checked my phone in the theater, that's not a good thing. Also, I'm not a big horror fan. So this, I, I remember seeing the 2004 version and that one scared the bejesus out of me. I was expecting some scares from this, and in my theater there was maybe five people. I was laughing. I was I, after a certain point. I was just like, I know this is just stupid, boring. There's not much going on. You know, there's going to be a jump scare. Mm-hmm. There's very much kind of a formula. Um, like you guys mentioned, the acting. I mean, they they tr- they did as well as they could with what they were given, but the 
the, I guess, risk of having this very convoluted story that plays over three different years but tying into each other just did not work at all. Oh, it I was some it. of the I worst. It, so it was some of the worst editing I've ever seen. Like I was like, so because because they 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 put this time on the screen, two thousand four, and then I'm like okay, and then the next scene literally like you're back with the main character that you that you think it's real time. Yeah. But then it'll go like two thousand five, and I'm like, what's going on here? Is this the past? Is this the present? Well, okay. It, it's like it's so it was I was so I was so jarred at that aspect of, of it as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did it go from 2004 to 2006 to 2005? Yeah. 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 Okay, just, that's what threw me off. Because all of the different timelines, it's 2004 with the chick at the grudge house. Kayako shows up for like three seconds. She takes the curse to her house in 2004, murders her whole family. And then the, the, the old couple moves in. And stuff starts happening to them. That lady, that Jackie Weaver lady, comes in, tries to do everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I guess some, and I guess somewhere between all that, John Cho is the realtor who's trying to sell the house, and that's why it gets kind of confusing. Yeah, I, I was oh. trying to write this down before uh, our review here, and I was like, wait a minute. So what year did this happen? What year did that happen? It, yeah, it it, it tries to be smart with that, but I think that it vol- yeah, very much oh. falls through. Like you almost needed a little reminder in the corner to be like, hey, it's two thousand four. Yeah, because it gets confusing because they're also the obviously the present day, so to speak, in two thousand six is Andrea Riseborough and Damian Bashir investigating this house and i guess they they give you some indicator that uh the stuff happened in that house a couple months ago because J- jackie weaver's body was like decomposed in the forest for a couple yep. months but it was mm-hmm. like there was not they, they didn't give you any sort of actual indicator unless you just were like oh yeah it was a couple months ago and her body's like shriveled up in the divorce somewhere yeah it was like um that's that's like one of the things that I was confused by because like the time I just didn't know where the timeline was. It just didn't make any sense. I didn't know if John Cho's character was present or the past. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't, I didn't know how he really fit into the story. Besides, like I guess he gets, I guess the ghost gets, gets like tacked on to him, um, and he has to. And, you that know, was you weird. know what I mean. Um, I will say with John, Cho yeah, ghost. like I was like, I guess that can happen now. I guess. Yeah. See. Okay, you guys, I feel like, are more into, uh, I guess, horror and probably this grudge lore. Like, I I didn't know what the the mechanics behind this curse could do. So that kind of so, threw okay, me off. So I am a horror, like, geek, okay? I love horror movies and stuff. And the, from what I remember from the 2004 grudge that I actually enjoyed a little bit with Sarah Michelle Gellar is that it's supposed to be set in Japan. Now, they wanted to do yeah. this thing where they want to... Um, they wanted to make this like Americanized and modernized or whatever. So they put it, they had the thing where the lady brings it home, which makes no sense. But then like, um, but then it the, the thing about it, Jared, is that it, it doesn't even have the same kind of grudge tropes. It just does like a couple of the scenes that's from like the other grudge movies, like the hair and the bat, like the, and the, the hand noise. and the, that's the only yeah, thing that's like, the, uh, it, but that, that's, barely. That stuff, that stuff bothers me too. The, just yeah. the more of it all because like, you can, with the way that the grudge curse is supposed to work is, you know, it's like you die in a grip of extreme rage or sorrow. They explain it and they show it on the, in text in the beginning of the movie. But, the, but like uh, Kayako and Toshio and all them, all that stuff, I mean, usually with the way it works in the other movies is that you go inside the house, then you, you're, you're basically dead. Like they're eventually just going to torment you and then murder you because you mm. stepped inside the house. 
but you can leave the house. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they tried to do. They'll follow you. So but, I okay. guess because they don't have the, they didn't have honestly, they didn't have the budget to set this movie in Tokyo, whatever they wanted to do. So they was like, okay, let's have the mom go on a trip, and then let's have her drag the curse home. And I'm like, okay. Well, and then um, you can do that because the uh, there's a girl in the second Grudge American movie that actually does go to go to uh, Chicago. I think it was. Yeah, I remember that. I, I think and I'm it in follow, the movies. It follows um, you. It follows you wherever you go. It's just a right. matter of, like eventually, like the. Kayako is going to kill you. Like that's how it works. It's not like I'm going. They didn't to have follow like, they you didn't have um, give you a whole new curse in America and just I'm, I'm just I'm just out. Kayako was like peace out. You you have yeah. Like they didn't have the classic grudge like the woman crawling down the stairs scene and you barely saw the woman. It was kind of like the per the the main demon of the like the big thing about the grudge is the woman with the hair and all that shit. You can't see the face and kind of kind of like the ring. That's like the big thing with the grudge. And they kind of mm -hmm. get rid of that kind of. They show the woman twice here and there. And I will say there's some creepy shots of the movie, but um it's just no fun. And I and that's where I can I try to give horror movies the benefit of the doubt if I can at least have some fun in them. Like right now I'm watching Hulu's like Hulu has this like they have a deal with Blumhouse called Into the Dark, right? Where um, Blumhouse makes these really, really dirt cheap movies and throw it on Hulu. And it's and it's, it's called the Into the Dark series. It's just an anthology of horror movies. And I love all of them. They're so much fun and cheesy and, and like just throwback horror movies and stuff that, that they know they're not going to make a dime off of in the theater. So let's throw it on Hulu. This movie is like just it's just no fun. And I can usually have fun with a and, and my theater was packed too. And those are always my favorite horror movies to go through. A packed theater, everyone's creeped out. Like it chapter two. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Halloween, like all those are fun horror movies, fun slashers, fun parent like when you go when when the paranormal activities were good, like one and two and three, going to the theaters to watch those are always fun. This movie is just taking itself way too serious and i'm like dude this is nauseating like this is too much nothing's yeah. happening everyone's just talking about this thing no one is trying to do anything about it i knew the way this was gonna end i knew the way i knew the way this movie was starting i just wanted to have some fun i knew what this movie was gonna be i just wanted it to like at least just try something different and like the last shot pissed me off because the director <laughs> tries to tries to do this art house thing where like it's like but yeah, let's let's end it like how we do like hereditary and have it end on like the end on the house and the credit. Okay. Rules. I was like, I, fuck off. I, I was, was I was I was gonna ask about that because right when that clicked or happened, I I just got up and left. Was there a post credit no, scene or did no, something no. happen? Well, that's what I mean because I was curious because I asked everybody else like, did anybody else stay through all of that shot? That shot as it, as the shot lingered on the house. Just curious. Yeah, Alex like, and I did. And Alex and I did. Else the, um, I watched it unfortunately. <laughs> Right, Alex and I did because Al the way him and I are when we're at the movies is that like we just wait until everyone leaves and then we like talk about it for like a minute or so and then we go. Um, so nothing happened. It's just throwing the house and then some scream comes out of nowhere and then it goes to black and I was like, this is oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I was just I was baffled. I was just y'all knew that you all knew that was happening. All, pretty much all these grudge movies end the same way. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like. Um, 
Um, I, 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 and I'm not gonna sit here like I was like. There's some like I love horror movies, and there's some times in the movie I'm like, oh no, don't go right there. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it was those sci-fi scare effects where like something's twitching, and then it's like a, and then like you know you have to do all these quick shots and quick cuts mm-hmm. for a, a scene to come, like a scary shot to kind of come across. There um, were some scares that were actually genuinely just dumb. Like the one that sticks out to me is when John Cho was uh, he's trying to leave the house. And then he gets stopped by the creepy lady, and then he goes hides in the closet. Oh my god! And yeah, he's like he looks out the closet to see the lady walking down the hallway, and then his phone just blasts its ringtone, and he's just looking at it as it keeps ringing. Like, aren't you trying to hide? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad because listen, I love like I love searching last year, and I thought John Cho was actually gonna get some serious work after searching, but um, this ain't it because like. That okay, so we all know that the ghost is like fucking with him. First of all, I don't understand these people because like if that daughter is acting like that, her nose just starts gushing out blood. I'm out of there. All right, I don't care. You're not my kid. I'm yeah. out of there. So like he he stays. She's she's weird and she's not talking and she and she's being weird. And then you look out the you look out the um. I just don't understand people. And I get like right. You have to write it like a horror movie. I've written horror screenplays before, but like I, I just can't imagine making my making my character is this dumb you look outside of the you look outside of the um like you know the peak hole and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a lady with hair you open the door nothing's there you go back in the house and then like you get in a closet and you just don't look you don't turn on the light in the closet you don't look around in the closet i knew she was going to be in there obviously and then like the big scare when it does happen it's the it's the bullshit shaking her head ah well like you know it's just it's dumb i was like this is awful this is just really... the fact they let it keep ringing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so aside um, from that closet scare there was another one with um andrea riseborough's character in her house where she like opened up the back door, and you it, the dude was clearly green-screened, but they put him on there for, like, one second too long, and it just felt like he, they were like, okay, just stand there. Okay, okay, stand there. <laughs> Are you okay, talking about when she more. turns the lights off and on? Yes, yes. <laughs> that was so dumb. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. And then the ending, ending is, like, the whole, I just knew, like, this is, this movie, is, it's just, it's supposed to be in, like, 2002, but it's in 2020, and we're still doing this. Let's the burning the house will help, or burning burning the the prop is gonna kill the ghost. Like burning they literally the book. Did that in the first or, movie. <laughs> yeah, like burning the book, burning the keys, burning this well, and that is gonna kill the ghost. And I'm like, and, oh and god, here is, we go. And again, I don't watch too many horror films, but this did feel like a movie made in 2006 because yeah. it's very borderline cliche. I mean, like we kind of mentioned, we touched on a lot of things that you've seen in every horror film. But if you would have taken out the woman with the hair and the uh, sound effect, you could have named this any horror film and maybe exactly. started a new franchise or whatever because it, it was very just borderline generic. Exactly. The, cro- the, cro- the croaking, all that made me mad because it was just one of those things where it's like, it, yeah, it's an iconic thing, but they don't really explain why they have the croaking noise either. I... Because there's an explanation for it in the original series because, you know, her neck got broken. Yeah. But, you know, but and then these ones is just like, ah, well, we need the noise. So. I, I wanted this movie to be borderline self-aware where they hear it for one so- like second and then they look over and it's like a frog or something. 
that's that's what I'm saying though. Like that's where like if you go listen, there's times where like because I have all those Blu-rays. I have the I have the original. I have the, the original Japanese um Guran uh movie, Juwan. and then I have yeah Juan, and then I have the uh the first Grudge movie on Blu-ray. I have them, and they're and they're like listen, they're not good. They're just fun and you can still have a good time with them and they're effective you know what i mean these movies like everyone's crying everyone's like i'm like dude what is this everyone's going like for the dark serious tone most the, of the only one that i would say that felt like she knew what she was doing and this is not supposed to be serious and why are we all taking this serious was uh what's her name you guys said jackie weaver is her name well, her, um, well, Lynn Shay was the one that was like chopping off her fingers and shit. Yeah. Lynn Shay, Lynn Shay from the, you know, she enjoys horror movies. You can tell she was having a good time too. Um, but what, yeah, what is the one? Yeah, Jackie Weaver. I thought she was having a good, she was trying to have some fun, you know, with the movie. She had and, like, my she favorite did, funny moment, at least. <laughs> right. And she had some funny lines and stuff, and I enjoyed her, but everyone else, I'm like, dude, why is this like a drama? Well, and on? another thing, yeah, it almost had this weird, like, lighthearted, or not even lighthearted, but, like, inspirational five minutes where it's like, I want her to live on in this house. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It was, like, an inspirational, like, moment where it was, like, giving this speech about the afterlife <laughs> and spirits and, like, you know, this place gives me hope that they're that there's something after we die and all that stuff. He's t- his uh, Lynn Shay's character's husband is like talking about that. Yeah. You know, Jackie Weaver in the kitchen on the ki- at the kitchen table or whatever, you know, trying to be inspirational. And then it cuts to Jackie Weaver zipping up her bag and just getting the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the one. See, that's what I'm talking about. That was the one time when I was when I, I chuckled, the audience chuckled. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like we're missing some of that in horror movies nowadays, and everyone's just trying to be so damn serious. And just like, I want some fun in my horror movies, and I want some, like, some tongue in cheek. That's why I, that's why I miss. Wes Craven so much. I just I need some something. Everyone is just so like mad and crying and and then if it's not and then if it is tongue in cheek, we got Black Christmas. It's just it's awful. I just don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't you know. know. This, so this this whole uh, this Grudge remake, almost like pseudo sequel. Um, it it did feel like almost three different. I mean, it was meant to be three different storylines essentially tying into one, but it kind of felt like three different movies. Um, the editing was just awful. I mean, going back to that, we already mentioned that. I watched the trailer after the movie last night. I did too. And they, they, they do <laughs> such a good job of being like, these. all of these characters are interacting with each other in the same room, but guess what? They're not. Yeah, because yeah, in really the trailer, not. when I was getting clips for my review, the trailer's cutting away where it looks like Andrea Riseborough and John yep. Cho were talking to each other yep. on their cell phones. On the phone or in the same room looking at documents and stuff, and it just really pissed me off when I figured that out. Like yeah, that. they don't, and none of them know each other at all. I did like, I did like, um, John Cho and Betty Gilpin's, um, from Glow. I, I like their dynamic a little bit. Um, other than that, I just thought it was a very trashy. Like trashy, but not like like just like I just thought it was a very generic, bland remake. One of those just remakes that didn't that no no one asked for. No one. No, um, not even it's stuff. Just not, it's not a it's not a popular IP anymore. Sadly, I mean it's, it's just, not. It, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, back in like the mid two thousands when the Grudge and all that was popular and like J horror American remakes was like mm-hmm. all the rage between the Grudge, the Ring. 
and many others mm-hmm. like that was it was cool back then but now it's kind of just not really a thing anymore i mean i'm, I'm glad I'm glad you touched on that because I was very curious. Again, I'm not a horror fan. I was curious if the grudge name has holds any weight in 2020. No, not at all. Not at all. Like not like movies like that still have some staying power. Like, you know, later on this year, we're going to have Halloween kills and stuff. Um, there's also another really, really bad looking Blumhouse movie called Fantasy Island, which looks oh, god awful. Yeah, it, yeah. it played um it played before this movie. It played before this movie, the trailer, and the trailer for Bloodshot. They both look awful. I don't know what's going on this year so far. But um I I, I'm, I know eventually next year, the year after, we're gonna get we're gonna get the Ring remake. I just know we are. It's happening. You know, I hope not. Um, we already so they already tried with Rings a couple of years ago, and it's it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Just why um, it's coming. Like I know I, it is. I have a question for you two again, since you're more into the horror realm. Is it just the people behind these properties? For example, The Grudge and a few other ones aren't working, but how come it and Halloween did? I think uh, um, I think question. it has. Uh, that, that that is a good question. I think first of all, I th- you know what I think it has to do with it. I don't know what studio did this movie, but I think it has something to say with like the studio. It was Screen um, Gems. It was Screen Gems, which is it's and Sony, which are both not good horror kind of you know they're not good horror like ambassadors i would say the reason what worked for it is that they had a very passionate director and they had a very they had a very um they 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 cloned they 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 owned in on that 80s nostalgia. They owned in on that, you know, making what what they did. I think what worked with the audiences is that when they tried to do it, they did not make it like the original Tim Curry. They they made it so like original, but not you know what I'm saying? Like the Pennywise, although people were were afraid of how Pennywise looked because it wasn't like how Tim Curry looked, it was so it was so away from what the original is and they were trying their own thing. Instead of just having you have every scene that mimics that mimics the original series. Every you know, they didn't have any of that. You know what I mean? The problem with the grudge and these newer kind of movies is that the grudge, they think, oh yeah, let's put it in let's put in the hand in the shower and the little croaking hair and then and we got a movie no you got to have something else behind that i think yeah, that's what that's what happened no, with um no the yeah there's no substance and that's what that like if you remember that first trailer for it for uh the it 2017 it was so different and so dark and so like pennywise was still joking around and stuff but it was so like different to what we were used to of pennywise mm-hmm. and the thing with halloween is that they got rid of they got rid of all of the other sequels that made it awful they got rid of uh, rob zombie which which destroyed the franchise i stand by that hill to the end of this day um they got rid of all that they brought back with a fan love which is jamie lee curtis they um they brought back some of the original writers and some of the original voices from halloween who knew who knows what people want from that thing even though a lot of people are kind of like i know i notice now it's like more kind of kind of divisive that halloween 2018 but listen it's a better movie than the fucking grudge and black christmas mm-hmm. and all these it's, random it's definitely sh- weird though when it, it's definitely hit and miss when you bring back the original directors and you know original voices so to speak because uh I mean, I'm not sure if either of you are aware of this, but the the director of the two American remakes of The Grudge was the same guy who created the the original Jew on The Grudge, Takashi Shimizu. Oh wow! And, and neither of those, I mean, the first one was fine. Like the first American, yeah, remake first one was, was fine. Yeah, fine. They, they kind of did just take a lot of what made the first Jew on The Grudge, and they kind of just made it more like with American people. So it kind of was probably part of why it was 
better because they just had that basic framework and they just kind of just did it again in American people. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I was gonna say, kind of sounds like yeah, tradition almost culture. It just doesn't translate. That story well, doesn't yeah, connect. It was, it's just it, it is a it is definitely a cultural thing as well. Just because mm-hmm. just because the movies work well in Japan doesn't necessarily mean that they'll all be successful coming mm-hmm. over to America either. Because like I said before, there's there was there was like a wave of Japanese horror movies being turned into American films, and sadly for the most part, they all failed except for The Grudge and The Ring because you got like one missed call and. Oh. Uh, and, oh my god! Uh, was it Shutter? I think was another Shutter. one. Shutter. Shutter was actually 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 I actually enjoyed that movie back in like two thousand like nine. Yeah, Shutter. It was like who was it? That guy from Dawkins Creek or whatever that show was called. Um, was, oh, I think that one's oh. technically like not Japanese. It was like Chinese because they were running yeah. out. Of, they were running out of them. There was like there was like Pulse. I think was another one where it was like the Pulse the internet. Awful. The, yeah, oh. the internet was evil, but like. <laughs> Yeah, there were so many. There were so many of these J horror American adaptations, and they all kind of just didn't do well, and that's why that fad died. But here we are, you know, fifteen years later, and we're still trying to make it happen with mm-hmm. the Ring movies and the Grudge movies. You know, yeah, just so- holding on for dear hope that maybe this will be the one that gets people interested in that in that genre again. Like, I remember that, like, that was, like, 2008 was when a bunch of those was coming out. We had Shudder, we had One Missed Call, One Missed Call was, but we had, like, Mirrors, One Missed Call was awful, I remember that. Um, and then we had um, Shudder, which I actually do, I actually did enjoy Shudder for the most part, um, but everything else. I And, like, it's just, like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work most of the time, the J-horror movies kind of being translated into, like, Americanized versions and stuff, so... Um, but as far as the remakes, you know, I think um, the reason why some of them work now and some of them don't is just... I don't, I don't know, it's just what the audience is into is, like, you know, I think... I do think Halloween... As far as Halloween... There is always that. Everyone knows who Michael Myers is, and everyone yeah. you knows those classic Halloween movies. So of course people are gonna come out for that movie. Um, same thing with Pennywise. You know, we haven't seen any iteration of Pennywise since the '70s. So I think that was that made people very interesting and stuff. You know, so I don't know. It's just, it just depends on what IP we have. No one was. I I can guarantee you, no one was clamoring for another Grudge movie at all. So I definitely um, don't think so. I mean, it's yeah, one of the, so, even even because uh, they've been making Japanese films in the Grudge series for right. a while as well, and like you never hear about them over here. The last time, the last movie though that they did over there that got my interest because I just because I wanted to see it uh, and it was ridiculous was uh. Over in Japan, they actually did a movie of Sadako and Kayako uh, versus a versus movie. They did a Freddy versus Jason. Style oh, movie my of, awesome. the, of the girl from the ring versus the, the, the girl from the grudge. And it was hilariously bad. <laughs> oh, I want to see it, though. That sounds hilarious because they're both probably kind of the same. You know, yeah, it, um, the, the ending only... is really weird. Yeah, the only thing different is that the girl from the ring is like she has hair over her face as well, but she's like a little girl, and then the other one is like a tall, is like a grown woman, I guess, and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, at, at the end of the day, this movie was hot garbage. I I don't recommend to go see it. There's a lot of good movies still out there. All go see all the awards movies that are still out there. Uncut Gems, um, Little Women, Bombshell, whatever. Just like don't go see this. It was awful. Yeah, it's um, just it was just a boring movie. I mean, it was, it 90, was just, 93 minutes, and it felt like three years went by so as like, I watched it. <laughs> 
feel like I watched I feel like I watched like the Oscars. I watched like the Irishman all in one sitting, but it was only an hour and a half. And, I and there's baffled. just so many plot lines. Like if, this movie could have been okay. Like I guess in a sense, if they just only focused on like maybe one or two, because they because they've other films have done that before where they've gone back and forth, but it's usually like two plot lines going on at the same time. It's not like four. I think that's what they wanted. They'd say, say listen, I, I have three movies planned out for this. I don't think we're going to make enough for three movies, so let's just put, put them all together. Um, it, you know what I'm saying? That's what like it felt four. like. It was literally like four at one point because it was the detectives. The detectives, they, yep. John Cho and his Cho. wife, the, yeah, the, the girl and, the, and his daughter, and, and I mean, and her son, and, and then, then the Damien old couple. Bashir's uh, partners, like very, like his like 10 seconds of like, well, his like 10 minute, like, half storyline they threw in there and then he claws his eyes out <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just, it was really bad I, um, I related to that guy like i wanted to claw my eyes out <laughs> um all righty well that being said everyone uh that is our review for the grudge 2020 um if you've seen it i don't know godspeed um let us know what you <laughs> thought about it whether you listen to this on uh, facebook uh instagram spotify podbean stitcher or Castbox. let us know what you thought about thought about it in the comments and that is it everyone uh we'll go around the chat get everyone's social medias uh tyler why don't you let everyone know where they can find you what's coming up on your channel this weekend uh youtube it's just tyler calvert on youtube i'm usually the first result uh twitter and instagram the handle is at it's tyler calvert and uh right now like i like everyone else we, i put up my review for the grudge last night if you want to hear more of my in-depth thoughts about it as far as upcoming videos uh i do plan on doing some type of discussion video whatever you'll call it of the new mutants trailer because we're getting a new mutants trailer oh yeah it's finally three days away i think technically it's the sixth uh something something along those lines to do with the new mutants trailer more than likely and also uh supposed to see underwater on wednesday so oh nice kristen kristen stewart's new movie and uh well 1917's already i've already seen 1917 so if you want to see my thoughts on 1917 because that's coming out soon uh there's already a video on my channel about that as well and for now i think that's everything um, alrighty, and Jared, let everyone know they can find you. What's coming up on your channel? You and can, stop those. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Jared Buckendall. Um, uh, I just dropped kind of a bunch of top ten lists, you know, for 2019 best, yeah. worst, and then uh, t- most anticipated of 2020. There's some good ones that uh, hopefully are coming out this next year. Definitely, uh, the New Mutants, like Tyler had mentioned. Very curious on what the hell is going on with that movie, but uh. Probably this weekend, I might try. I'm halfway through writing it, and this actually this discussion actually helped. I'm gonna do the grudge ending explained poorly, so yes. I'll be dropping one of those. <laughs> As if they already didn't explain it poorly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. I was, I'm trying to make jokes, and I'm like, I don't have to change anything because they already did it horribly. <laughs> um alrighty and um with that being said everyone looks like we are back pretty much to our normal schedule uh i was in new york for a few days and i'm back and everything so i still have to get caught up on some movie reviews uh for uncut gems i do want to review that i wanted to review little women i really do want to review bombshell as well even though it's been out for a few weeks but i don't care it's my channel whatever um <laughs> you know <laughs> so i want to um yeah i want to get those out of the way as far as like upcoming shows tonight we do finally get to get our top 10 of the of 2019 show out uh, that'll be that'll be up later tonight stay tuned for that um as far as the weekend uh, i have our second episode of let's talk that'll be tomorrow with lucy bugless so stay tuned for that and then uh next weekend will be 
uh, if you will be our Cinemania World show, the actual show. I'm still trying to figure out who's on it and who's not, all that stuff. But it should be next Wednesday if all things go well. It's going to be about an hour and some change show where a couple of us from the uh, team will go back. We'll just talk about all the winners for the um, – I have to tally up all the winners from Twitter. And, uh, you know, and then we'll get all that situated and then we'll say the winner's on air. Um, if you want to go vote, there's there's a lot of time to vote. We still have to get up our other – like I think we have like six more to put up on Twitter. But if you want to vote for like VFX, uh, Breakthrough Actor, Breakthrough Actress – uh, we have Ensemble up there. We have, like, the score. I just put that up there recently. Um, if you want to go vote for all of those, go up, go on Twitter. Um, do what you got to do. Uh, say a vote um, and stuff. And, yeah, everyone's, everyone so far is, is nice about our decision-making for the voting and stuff for the awards because it's hard to do it with, like, 15 people who, uh, who've all watched different things throughout the year. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, go have some fun on Twitter and comment on what movies you want to win. This weekend, I'll be pu- we'll be putting up our supporting actor and actress, uh, best director, and then best movie eventually uh, this this uh, weekend. We still have the vote as a group on the best movies, which is going to be a hot mess because it's 10 nominations. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> it's going to be, we're all going to vote, put up our 10 from last year, and we'll see what happens. Uh, and that is it, everyone. You know, that is it. That is my that is our review first review of the weekend. Um, sorry, it could have been better circumstances once again. Yeah. And that is it, everyone. That is our review. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Tyler. That was Jared. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.